Hi and welcome to session two of our new leaders course. Um, in our last course, we just covered uh, the calling of a leader and how we're supposed to image Jesus Christ, right? And we look through all these kind of passages. We're all leaders, not out of our own authority or the authority that FJ gives you, but we've got delegated authority from Jesus Christ himself. Um, and he's the image that we're following, uh, which means servant leadership, humility, not lording it over people, but a range of things like integrity and the like. In fact, that's going to flow, I think, into today's session, this next session, um, where we're really going to talk about the character of the character of the leader, the kinds of, the kind of person you are. We all know that um, who we are and the kind of person we are uh, affects is of primary importance to God. God is not um, a, a mission-oriented machine, okay? Able to just use whatever, it doesn't care how you live your life, as long as you hit your targets. That, that, that's not what it is. God is after um, the sanctification process to make us more and more like Him, all right? Uh, I'm going to keep it very, very simple for FGA because uh, I grew up in an era with long church requirements, long classes, multi points of things, right? Largely, it didn't go um, anywhere, right? So um, if you can't remember it, I failed in teaching a leadership class. Right? I have. Because the goal of this class is not what I say, it's what you retain. Alright? So, the number one, FGA only has two requirements for leadership. Ah, so simple. Only two requirements for leadership. Right? And then, but let me just say that's just for overall FGA. Then, when you go into your ministry, your own ministries will have their own requirements, right? So, uh, and they're all, they broadly fall in the cultural section, all right? So there's, you, have you ever heard Uncle Rollins talk about God's standards, society standards, and then personal standards? No. All right, I'm looking at, okay. There's God's standards, that's like uh, non-negotiable, basically. I you take it up with God, right? then you'll discover that for any society to work, for any community, including the church, there need to be some church standards. Okay, so, uh, but, you know, um, on uh, how you conduct yourself, what's, uh, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, things like that, right? In Australia, we've got the child safe, which we'll talk a little bit about, and how you handle children and reporting and things like that. They're, they're not necessarily God standards, but for us to all get along and to, uh, to live together, right? There needs to be some community standards. And then there's another category called personal standards. And so they are the kinds of things like, I, have a, I, I used to have an addiction to computer gaming. And so now I have certain rules about gaming in my life. Now they're certainly not God standards. I don't hold everybody to it. And they're not even FGA's whole standards. But... It's a standard for me, for my own personal life, right? So there's, there's multiple. So what I'm trying to describe now are 
a combination of God's standards for leadership and FGA's cultural standard for leadership at the highest, broadest level. At the broadest level. But then within your own ministry, kids ministry, 1830s, prayer ministry, you will have other specific rules. Like if you don't show up on time for Sunday school, you're not serving that day. Right? Or, or, or whatever it is. They're, they're on, there's, a kids manu- there's a kids manual, there's a, all these other things, right? I'm not covering any of that today, all right? So at the high level, there's only two requirements for FJ. One, Jesus Christ has to be your Lord. That is a mandate for all Christian leadership, okay? Like, non-negotiable, non-negotiable. Okay, and what I mean by Jesus Christ is your Lord is not you're a Christian, your parents are saved, you come to church all the time, you own a Bible, none of those things per se. What I mean is Jesus Christ directs and leads your life. That means if you don't want to do something and you Figure out that Jesus compels you to do something or you read scripture or the Holy Spirit convicts you and you go, oh my goodness, this is not compatible with Jesus. Jesus wins. That's what Jesus Christ is Lord means. That you, he's your master. And we've covered that. You'll see that as a recurring theme across FGA because I have the opinion anyway, it's my own personal internal, right? That at any given church, even at FGA, 50% of the people at church are not saved. That they don't actually go, my life is ruled by Jesus Christ and he's my Lord. That is the definition of Christian. That is the definition of um, uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord. I think, right? And so uh, Joshua 24, 15, uh, which is our anchor verse of it, is as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Basically, the num- if you say to me, hey, Chris, I- I'm up for leadership, and I ask you, you know, do you serve the Lord? Like, are, are, you- are we doing this for the Lord? And you go, yep, you're in. Right? Now, we're not talking about being perfect Christians. It's possible to fail and get up, fail and get up. We are talking though uh, about a very simple but genuine faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. So simple that the robber who is dying next to Jesus on the cross probably didn't live a very good life and didn't go to new leaders class, right? All he had to do was say, hey, Jesus, I'm on your side. I believe in you. And then Jesus turns around and goes, this day, right now, you're in heaven with me. You're good to go. Because you know what? When it counted, you called on my name. Right? Okay, so I'm going to pause there. And we're just going to talk a little bit. Does anybody have questions about um, leadership and being saved?
Because it might be tricky. Like it might be a bit. Because it's the easiest thing, but you'll discover very quickly it's also the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about um, new Christians that want to meet? Yes, good. So, new Christians. Um, so, in the passage that was read earlier, it says bishops, deacons, all right, don't appoint new Christians in case they get very arrogant. They get puffed up, right? And they think, right? So, at different levels of leadership, we will let new Christians lead. But a new Christian would not become the senior pastor at FGA or on our board. Because it, it, they, it, basically it's a pride issue. They would get puffed up too, too quick. But uh, for this criteria, for this criteria, you could leave. From the, the minute you get saved. Yeah. So that, okay, good. Because this, this means then that you're justified by faith. Do you guys understand the difference between justification and sanctification? So we are justified, that means we are made right because of our faith. We, tr- our, we, we stand on Jesus Christ, I guess, right? We, our faith is on Jesus Christ. Our dependence is on God. We have got true repentance. And then we've got the fruit of repentance, which leads to ongoing sanctification. Sanctification is what goes on in the life of all Christians. It means we are getting more and more like Christ. But you could be just like that robber and be saved and a leader at FGA and oh my goodness, your life is like still a mess. Which seems really incompatible with Christian character. But the first element of Christian character is reliance on Jesus Christ. Lordship of Jesus Christ. That is the mark of Christianity. Alright? So now, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this confuses you guys uh, a fair bit. Okay, good. So, anyway, so now, what if you are still, oh my goodness, like, you are doing drugs, you're, you're addicted to porn, you're sleeping around, uh, you're, but Jesus is your Lord, Right? This is your Lord and you want to be a leader and you're like, oh I think I think I I think I meet this criteria because actually I really wanna follow God. I really wanna follow God. I just can't stop sleeping with this girl. Physically can't stop it or whatever it is, right? What what do you do? Like, will FGA make you a leader? At what point do we cut off leadership? How do we handle, what are the character requirements for leading at FGA, right? Our character requirements, so this is the first thing that we're going to discuss, okay? So we're going to break into groups of uh, three, form a group of three or four, all right? Just turn around, yeah? We're going to look at 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 16. You can pick any things in there, yeah? And... In your group, uh, in your group, I'd like you to pick what you think should be FGAs for across the board, right? What 
are the leadership character requirements for a Christian, any Christian leader in a church. Any. But the ones you're reading, by the way, are of the highest level of leadership. Yeah? Okay, so if you were to determine the leadership requirements, right? This is a good list to pick from, right? Uh, You'll see in there that there are social qualifications, moral qualifications, mental qualifications, personality, domestic qualifications, maturity qualifications, all these types of things. But we're going to spend the next, I'll give you 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Oh, that's fine, thank you. 10 minutes, okay, 10 minutes. Uh, in your group, discuss it, and then pick a few that you go, you know what, these, these are good ones to have. Like, if I was a head of a ministry, if I was saying like that, I'd make this a character requirement for leadership. Uh, so you're for, in groups, your groups, 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 groups. So make sure that people know whose group you're in. You can go up to four, but I'm gonna aim for three. So I'm gonna go around. Right okay. okay, so we covered no sexual immorality, integrity, Times two, and being committed. Being committed. To whom? Like being committed to your wife. Really? To wife? <laughs> oh, like in leadership to whoever your um, God has appointed. Okay, good. So you'd be like, if you are not committed, just don't be a leader. Yeah. Right? So basically, You'd say, if you're sexually immoral, just don't be a leader. If you have no integrity, just don't be a leader, right? If you're not really committed, just don't be a leader, right? That's, that's kind of where we're going. Okay, great. Jack, you're good. Having a true desire. So, a true desire. Desire to say, you got that from Timothy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to anchor it around what the biblical... From Timothy is the part about um, managing your own household well. Okay. And that links to actually living your own life well. So if you can, take care of yourself and what about Okay, good. So that's actually linked in with integrity. Integrity, the, the root word of integrity actually comes from integer. Which is one. That means you are the same on the inside as the outside. So integrity means it, um, not so much the respected and well viewed and the like, but you do the things at home that you would then do at church. How you manage your home is how you manage the church. It's kind of broadly that kind of. So we're gonna go integrity times three. Okay, Mike's group. Uh, we picked self-control. Uh-huh. Uh, Good. The reason was because that, Perfect. That, my personal opinion is we want to be more Christ-like as leaders so that, that self-control is important yeah. so that you, you, you are actually sort of uh, independent of the experience circumstances. If you look at all those top three, self-control actually are some elements of them. That's right. That, so we pick the sort of the overarching one. That's why self-control. Perfect. I love it. Um, you can't be a disciple with no discipline. Like, they are so linked. Right? Um, that's why self-control is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, even. 
uh, they uh, come to there. Okay, great. I, I love this. Okay, so um, um, so the one model for how things work at FGA, right, uh, is that we are going to match. So. Um, so what we do is we match your character with your responsibility. So all of these are really, really good. All these are really, really good. Okay? But at FGA, now different from other churches, and so we can have a, a chat about it if you want. Right? But at FGA, um, because let's take sexual immorality, for instance. Right? There is a huge scale of sexual immorality, right? From Jesus' own requirements of looking at a woman lustfully is already being sexually immoral. Right? Through to you're sleeping with another man's wife. There's a big scale. Alright? Integrity. There is a wide scale for integrity. Right? So, what you might consider to be a person of integrity, right? That person's wife may not consider them to be a person of integrity. You know why? They see more things, all right? Um, committed, self-control, all of these have a scale. And so a good way to think of leadership, character requirements of leadership is this, that character, character, affects the sphere of your responsibility. All right? All of these criteria that you listed up. And that's how we match it at FJ. That means if your leader or me, let's say, or the SLT or your, your ministry head views that suddenly you've been given too much responsibility relative to your character, we will reduce your influence. We will step you down, we'll do various other things. If you are, you, you are um, shown to be committed, you're, you're growing in character, you've got integrity, you're well respected by people and they see you as a person they want to emulate, right? Then, as a leadership, broadly what we'll try to do is increase your level of influence. So at some level there's a match between there's a at some level there's a match between um, uh, what we try to do is we match character with responsibility. We match character with responsibility. Alright, that's the goal. Anyway, that means that there are leadership Positions open at FGA where maybe your character hasn't been fully developed that well. There are some leadership positions that you might be able to get. Now, they're not very high levels of responsibility and maybe very little influence of any kind of thing. You're responsible for, you're the leader of the setting up of the tables and chairs in the tea room. Or right? But we will match it. So you... At the highest levels, that when you get to the senior leadership team or you're on the pastor, right? Then those character qualifications that Paul has, they kick in. Right? So I will lose my job. I will not be senior pastor 
if there's sexual immorality, if there's integrity, or it's even in my contract that I'll just get sacked. All right? But at different levels, there's different um, things. Another thing to bear in mind with FGA in particular is that we have, probably more than other churches, an orientation of character development. That means we'd rather put you in and go and then develop you and grow your character as you uh, serve. But we will restrict how much influence you have and how much you can do on that scale. But we have an orientation towards that. That means uh, Isaac uh, at age eight was uh, on our worship team. The worship team is actually held pretty high up there because they lead the church in worship. Isaac's eight. He probably argues with his mom and dad all the time. Right? But we have an orientation towards character development. I mean, putting him on the team because he's playing drums. Right? And actually, he's a great guy. Like, and so um, you'll see that as a little bit of a bias towards FJ. We don't have these super formal type things. Now, what this leads to then, both the... So basically, my main point is still there. Jesus Christ is your Lord. That's the only real major criteria. That all these other criteria, they flex based on your level of responsibility. That means two things will happen, may happen in the life of leading at FGA, and I want to give you a heads up on that. Because I've done this heaps of times. I've, I've done this and seen this happen at FGA even in the last year, 10 times. All right? Two things will happen. Either you excuse yourself from ministry, so uh, I say this to our pastoral team, as well as all of our ministry leads. If you don't feel like, even if you're leading Sunday school that day, if you're a Sunday school leader, if you're a youth leader, right? And you're just in a bad place with God at the moment, okay? Or you just sinned unrepentantly or whatever it is, you're into some kind of major issue, right? Please, just go, hey, I'm not good this week. I'm not on. Can somebody cover me? And FGA has a sufficient enough redundancy and sufficient enough backup. And we care so little about quality that we'll sub you out. <laughs> because we care so much about integrity and so much about the real state of your life. Right? I'd rather sub you out. That's why you're always seeing me and various other people sub and cover and all these. It's because within our teams, there's an there's a, um, underlying understanding that if you're not right with God, if you're not up for it, we'd rather you excuse yourself. Or, which is sometimes what I uh, do, and I know I'll either do, we'll step you down. So multiple times, people have come up, they've confessed sin, they've got issues that are going on in their life, uh, the Bible even goes as far as saying like if you have a conflict with somebody then you don't forgive them right? deal with that first so we're in that category come up to your leader, come up to your pastor right? and just say hey I'm usually good for leading I'm fine, but I can't I can't, I'm, I can't worship lead this Sunday it's fine, Uncle Alan would happily take over your slot to lead worship and we'll all be better for it fine, it's better than you being in a bad place with God and just cranking it up for performance sake. FGA, you'll discover really quick, FGA is not that majoring on performance. 
We'd rather the real thing. That means these two things happen at FGA. Because we will flex your level of responsibility on your, basically, your what with God or your character in life. Okay? Um, and so that is the session on character. It is worthwhile as a leader for you to develop your character, develop your integrity, develop uh, your discipline and self-control, all that. Because you know why? That will mean that God can use you for more. You can be a better blessing to other people. You can make more of an impact with the one life that you have. It's a good goal to develop character. Do we have any questions around that broad approach? Okay, so you won't see in any of our lists on the, on the, the high level of uh, FGA leadership anyway, you won't see, um, uh, we used to have, when I started FGA, we had no earrings, no tattoos. Yeah, like we had this long list of all character attributes, right? Um, <laughs> But they don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't. So you can be a leader, right? Like they don't exist anymore. Right? Wear a beanie, wear a beanie. Um, yep. Um, but, so, uh, but you just need to understand that, that it does affect, character does affect your influence. So if you are, if you are known not married and sleeping with your girlfriend, maybe your your or you know or your um, taking drugs or your I don't know whatever it is that is that is clearly against the law of Christ. Let's say right, then it might be that your level of influence and restriction at FGA is so restricted you're basically not a leader. We we wouldn't. There's no position open for you because you couldn't even teach kids. We wouldn't want you teaching kids and doing drugs at the same time. Like, you know, like, it just, it, it, it would preclude you from a lot of things. But that's because we are matching your level of character with the influence that we'll give you at FGA. That's all. All right? And obviously, it's very subjective and it's, um, it's very subjective and it's for godly uh, counsel, basically, all right? Uh, which will lead us into the next thing, which is the culture of FGA, which we're gonna discuss after a five minute break.